Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. You can give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have terrific guests for today's show, including Kathleen Pasadomo, soon to be our President of the Senate here in uh, Florida, currently our state senator. Also visit with Boo Mortensen, and we'll visit with uh, Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government as well. It is May the 17th, and on this day in 1954, in a major civil rights victory, the U.S. Supreme Court handed down a unanimous decision in Brown versus the Board of Education of Topeka, ruling that racial segregation in public educational facilities is unconstitutional. The historic decision, which brought an end to federal tolerance of racial segregation, specifically dealt with Linda Brown, a young African-American girl who had been denied admission to her local elementary school in Topeka, Kansas, because of the color of her skin. In 1896, the Supreme Court ruled in Plessy v. Ferguson that separate but equal accommodations in railroad cars conformed to the 14th Amendment's guarantee of equal protection. That ruling was used to justify segregating all public facilities, including elementary schools. However, in the case of Linda Brown, the white school she attempted to attend was far superior to a black alternative and miles closer to her home. The National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, the NAACP, took up Linda's cause, and in 1954, Brown v. Board of Education of Topeka reached the Supreme Court. African-American lawyer and future Supreme Court Justice Thurgood Marshall led Brown's legal team, and on May the 17th, 1954, the High Court handed down its decision. In an opinion written by Chief Justice Earl Warren, the nation's highest court ruled that not only was the separate but equal doctrine unconstitutional in Linda's case, but it was unconstitutional in all cases because educational segregation stamped an inherent badge of inferiority on African-American students. A year later, after hearing arguments on the implementation of their ruling, the Supreme Court published guidelines requiring public school systems to integrate with all deliberate speed. Brown v. Board of Ed uh, served a great motiva- uh, motivation in the civil rights movement in the 50s and 60s and ultimately led to the abolishment of racial segregation in all public facilities and accommodations. Great moment in our history, and again, another move towards uh, true equality, not in terms of the outcomes, but in terms of the opportunities uh, for all people here in the United States. Rather than have local governments absorb jurisdiction over Disney's Central Florida properties when the company's special district is dissolved, Governor Ron DeSantis said Monday that the state likely will take on that role. DeSantis had been sparring with Disney since the company's CEO came out against the state public education legislation about uh, uh, not te- a sexual, no sexual education up until the third grade. Shouldn't be any in, at all. We never had any in public school, for crying out loud. Last month, the governor uh, had lawmakers pass a bill abolishing the Reedy Creek Improvement District, which allowed Disney to to govern its own properties and levy extra taxes on top of what local governments charge. Those taxes pay for an array of services on Disney properties. He later signed it into law, but it doesn't take effect until next June. There are questions about how Disney nearly its $1 billion in bond debt and the services on the company's properties will be paid for if the taxing district goes away and whether local governments will have to raise taxes, as some local officials have said. DeSantis is now indicating he will bypass local governments. You know what? Even though there are ways that you could potentially have local communities absorb jurisdiction over Disney, after seeing them threatening to raise taxes on their citizens, we're not going to be in a situation where we're just going to give them local control, DeSantis said yesterday. More likely than the state will simply assume control and make sure that we're able to impose the law and make sure we're collecting taxes, he said. Additional legislation is in the works outlining what will happen when Disney's special district goes away, DeSantis said, but lawmakers won't take it up until after the election. We're working on proposals, he said. I think we've got pretty much what we want to do, but I'm going to uh, work with the legislative leaders who are going to come up 
after the election to make sure that after all is in agreement and then we'll be able to have that ready, he said. So again, I think another great decision on the part of our governor, avoiding controversy, well, accepting controversy, but coming up with a simple solution at least to transition the Reedy Creek District uh, to public control. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed a bill into law yesterday that prohibits picketing and protesting outside of a private residence. Uh, He signed the bill, uh, House Bill 1571, in the wake of abortion protests. The bill will make it unlawful to picket outside Florida residences and be considered a second-degree misdemeanor, sending unruly mobs to private residences like we've seen with the angry crowds in front of the homes of Supreme Court justices is just inappropriate, said the governor. This bill will provide protection to those living in residential communities, and I'm glad to sign it into law. This law will take effect on October the 1st. Great, Another great decision on the part of the legislature and the governor. Uh, it's so disruptive to see these pick, the picketing and the patro- uh, protesting outside of homes. These are residential neighborhoods. It needs to be peace and quiet there. Now, uh, they can do it, but uh, if the police come and tell them to disperse, they have to do it or they're also going to be you know, subject to be thrown in jail with a big fine. Good decision and good law. Abbott Laboratories will recall uh, with a recall of infant formulas made at a Michigan plant has been widely blamed for a nationwide shortage. And it's been announced on Monday. It's reached agreement with the Food and Drug Administration on steps needed to restart production. But it'll still be weeks before any formula hits store shelves. Abbott also claimed in an announcement that Centers for Disease Control and Prevention have found no conclusive evidence linking formula made at its Sturgis, Michigan facility, two infant illnesses and deaths that triggered the initial recall in February. <laughs> no, so there's no connection at all. And nevertheless, this shortage has been created because government action on the part of this uh, Center for Disease Control. Once a court signs off on the deal and the FDA gives it the go-ahead to reopen the open plague facilities, uh, Abbott could restart making formula within two weeks, although it'll take six to eight weeks before its product becomes publicly available. I'm sure reassuring to uh, parents who need uh, formula, baby formula, that, hey, it'll only be six or eight weeks before you can start feeding your baby. Wow. Certainly seems to me that the, the administration could have stepped in and fast-tracked this, uh, but they didn't. The Biden administration is deploying U.S. troops in Somalia. President Biden signed off on a plan on Monday allowing for a a plan to target some dozen leaders of al-Shabaab. Trump had withdrawn troops from the war-torn region near the end of its time in office. About 450 troops will be sent to Somalia on Africa's east coast. They just held elections yesterday. They had peaceful elections. I don't know why that uh, president has decided to do this, except it's just another instance of where he's defying the decisions made by President Trump. The troops will be deployed to Somalia, our special operations forces, and the Pentagon has been given authority to target leaders of al-Shabaab, a terrorist group affiliated with al-Qaeda. Officials spoke to the, uh, to, uh, on condition of anonymity, saying this essentially will revive an open-ended American counterterrorism operation that has amounted to a slow burn War through three administrations, Biden pulled the U.S. out of the long Afghanistan war in August of 2021 and was a total miserable failure. The withdrawal promised by outgoing President Donald Trump was widely criticized as disorganized and chaotic, and it certainly was. It resulted in the death of 13 U.S. service members. The decision to reintroduce a persistent presence was made to maximize the safety effectiveness of our forces and enable them to provide more effective support to our partners, said National Security Spokesperson. She called the decision by the Trump administration to withdraw precipitous. Hmm. The concern is that al-Shabaab poses a threat to U.S. outposts in the region, including an attack on a U.S. air base in Kenya in January 2020. An official told the Times that the Plan was this new deployment is being to a threat, uh, bring a threat uh, to a level that is tolerable. The U.S. under Biden's leadership is also engaged, of course, in Ukraine, providing the nation with arms as well as the billions of dollars in a, to assist them in fighting the neighboring Russia. So, as uh, President Trump withdrew our presence in many of these situations, uh, Biden is simply extending uh, our commitment. And of course, this is all good for these uh, munitions producers uh, that uh, 
in the United States, but it's not, it doesn't make any sense. Somalia, are you kidding? U.S. Department of Labor Inspector General Larry Turner says he believes American taxpayers may have lost as much as $163 billion in COVID-19 pandemic and unemployment benefits to fraud, an amount roughly equal to the entire state budget of Texas and Ohio combined. And that's the good news. Last June, identity fraud experts were projecting as much as $400 billion of the emergency relief might be stolen via fraud. During a March 2022 hearing of the Senate Committee on Homeland Security and Government Affairs, Chairman Gary Peters said, instead of a thorough examination of applicants' eligibility, many programs substituted this requirement with a quicker self-reported information, which contributed to funds mistakenly being sent to deceased individuals, ineligible applicants for fraudulent criminal schemes. According to uh, Woody Talco, the CEO of LexisNexis Risk Solutions, the uh, identity fraud loss rate in the private sector is about 0.32%. The fraud rate for unemployment insurance is currently estimated at 18.71%, almost 20%, almost a fifth of the highest of any government benefits program. Talco believes about 70% of the benefits lost to identity theft were to criminals in places like China, Nigeria, Romania, and Russia, who took advantage of lax screening by government agencies. Among the states with the largest losses is California, where the state's Unemployment Development Department reports $20 billion lost to fraud since the start of the pandemic. $20 billion. According to Talco, the real loss in California is closer to $40 billion. Of the $163 billion and counting, in COVID-related unemployment benefits lost or stolen, just $800 million has been recovered. You know, that's less than 1%, according to Talcove. What's the difference between the public sector and the private sector? It's really simple, he says. If there's $200 billion in fraud in the private sector, then the money is lost. Somebody has to pay. But if the state of Pennsylvania loses $10 billion in fraud, what do they do? They just print more money, Talcove said. And that's a problem of integrity uh, right here in the United States. We've got to do something about it, he said. When unemployment fraud was actually hitting really hard during the pandemic, you had 16-year-olds on Telegram bragging about stealing $60,000 a week, Johnson said. They would show the receipts and take videos of stacks of cash that they were pulling in. You've got a lot of people bragging on Telegram and sharing their techniques. Are you kidding? Uh, the government losing money hand over fist. And you know what? There's going to be the piper has to be paid sooner or later. We're going to have to pay all this back. Unfortunate indeed. Government fraud. Well, this segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll visit johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, Kathleen Pasadomo, our state senator. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of The Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Thank you. 
Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability, Terrific organization, among other things, creating policies and programs to get able-bodied folks off of welfare and back to work. It is a moral imperative, and you can find out more by visiting the website, thefga.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Modley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now we have with us Kathleen Pasadomo, our state senator and soon-to-be president of the Florida State Senate. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Kathleen. Uh, you've got a special session coming up next week, if I'm not mistaken. I'm just wondering, yes. uh, any uh, thoughts on preparation, or can you tip your hand at all on what we're what we're uh, seeing? Well, the uh, the governor uh, and rightly so called a special session to deal with property insurance. Um, as everyone knows, it's become a crisis in the state. The um, uh, cost of insurance has uh, skyrocketed. If, in fact, people can get insurance, there's, uh, there are a number of the insurance companies that have been doing business in Florida that are either leaving the state and others that are actually going out of business. Mm. Um, and, you know, people are having trouble getting insurance, which is uh, uh, troubling because or problematic. You know, if you have a mortgage, you have to have insurance. If um, you're, you're buying property, you know, you want to have insurance and you can't get it. It's holding up closings and, and the like. So. It's really challenging, and uh, you know, we the Senate passed a, a bill that would have uh, alleviated some of the issue issues uh, last session, but uh, it didn't get through the House. And the governor said, "Enough's enough. Let's uh, come back to Tallahassee and uh, you know uh, get something done." So my guess is you've got some attorneys and their uh, lobbyists who are, are somewhat feeling a little their nerves are frayed at this point about what's going on. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it, it's a myriad of, of uh, there are a myriad of reasons why we're in this pickle. Uh, a lot of it is um, fraud. Uh, you know, fraud, Florida is ripe with fraud in the system. We have uh, unscrupulous roofers, particularly in the ro- the roofing thing. It's, it seems like there's an issue every time we address an issue, something else pops up. Years ago, it was sinkholes. Now we have uh, roof claims. And um, there are roofers that are, are actually um, soliciting people uh, by saying, you know, if you, you, you know, when you need one new tile or whatever, I can get you a whole new roof. And they are then uh, taking what we call an assignment of benefits. They have these, they have the owners uh, signing over their rights. The roofers go in, uh, start doing some work or not, and then sue the insurance companies. And it's been, it, it's, um, everywhere Mm -hmm. and we have that we have lawyers that um honestly i don't think it's a practice of law it's a business model to sue insurance companies and so some of them are leaving some of them are going out of business because of all the claims um you know and and the insurance companies are not blameless either because a lot of them don't want to pay claims right they don't know whether it's it's a valid claim or not and the reality is the um the you know the 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 customers, the consumers, are are getting the shaft, and so we have to do something. Uh, I hope we have a partner in the house this time because the governor's made it clear he wants to do something, and um, you know I'm looking forward to to uh, 
getting something accomplished next week. So it's a complicated issue. Is there anything top of mind right now that looks like a, a, a viable solution to the problem? Well, we have to rein in the bad actors. Uh, we have to uh, rein in the, um, the, tri- the, the, the trial lawyers that, that use this as a business model. You know, and the sad part, the, the uh, attorneys uh, in general, most of them, in this state, uh, are do a good job. They represent their clients. Yeah. They're not, they're not in it for uh, fees. Uh, and, and and honestly, it's about ten or twelve law firms that are doing this. Yeah. And uh, we need to rein them in. Uh, we need to also uh, make sure the insurance companies uh, adjust the claims uh, quickly and and uh, give uh, the consumers all the information that they need. Uh, so it's you know there's an across the board reform needs to be done I believe. Yeah, so I'm wondering uh, would something like uh, assignment of benefits just getting rid of that and making sure that the homeowner stays in charge of the money in the process uh, wouldn't that be a, a reasonable solution in in some ways or even having a state inspector come out and take a look at the roof before okaying uh, moving forward with the replacement? Well, I think I think those are are, are good uh, thoughts and. And um, being considered, I, I'm not sure uh, the the latter of having a, a state inspector. I mean, that would just uh, cause cost. Yeah. I mean, uh, millions and millions of dollars. But the in, uh, the insurance companies should uh, work with the uh, homeowners to adjust those claims uh, quickly and appropriately. Uh, the assignment of benefits issue is a real problem. Um, uh, and my understanding is that the the, the good roofers uh, and contractors work well with the insurance companies to get the work done. So you don't necessarily need to assign the, the homeowner doesn't need to assign their benefits to the work um, uh, to to a roofer or, or another contractor uh, if they can all work together. And you know if, if we have to legislate that, um, so be it. Yeah. No. As a consumer. <laughs> I'm really uh, pleased that the, the issue is being addressed because the premiums are going up, 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 number one, and number two, less and less available. So uh, there needs to be some sort of a solution here in Florida. So are, are you going to look at other issues at all? I, I don't know. There are, other, there are other issues that are floating around. There's rumors uh, that the governor may expand the call to include additional issues, uh, but he has not as yet. Uh, the last, the last special session, he did expand the call at the very last minute. So, you know, I can't speak for him. I don't, I, you know, I don't know what his thoughts are. And it's one of those we shall see. Yeah, absolutely. He did say he's probably going to wait until after the election. But uh, he had mentioned that the, he's thinking about the state just taking over the Reedy Creek uh, situation in uh, Disney World and uh, t- just having the state run the, the area for a while. I think that sounds like a pretty good transition so that... Uh, municipalities could get ready to handle the burden? Yeah, I don't, um, you know, that's a very complicated issue. And I actually read the special act uh, that created Reedy Creek. And uh, there are a, a number of, um, of powers that, that, that the district has that are probably not appropriate in our day and age. And, you know, you have to look back to when it was created. It was back in the in the 60s where right. we didn't have internet we didn't have um uh computers even and uh so disney did a, a rather robust um set of powers that that they'll probably never use anyway so some of that uh, could be um could be deleted from the special act you know and we'll wait until uh, hopefully uh, we'll wait until we get back in session uh, next uh, next session and, and address it. Okay. Before I let you go, uh, any encouraging words about how the election is looking for the midterms right now in the state? Oh, I, well, uh, knock on wood, but I, um, I predict a red wave, maybe a red tsunami. Wonderful. <laughs> We're all for it. Kathleen Fasadomo, again, yeah. our state senator. Just genuinely appreciate, you, appreciate your coming on the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. My pleasure, Dad. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Boo Morton. I'm going to find out what's new with Boo, that and more, right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned. 
Harden for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you suffer with chronic pain and discomfort? After back surgery, I had painful tendons and muscles and difficulty standing upright. On a referral, I visited Dr. Alec at I Am Designed to Heal, Naples Only Vitality and Longevity Practice, where acupuncture, medical massage, energy healing, and integrative holistic medicine are harmonized to create a one-of-a-kind restorative experience. After only two visits, my pain began to dissipate and I could stand and walk more upright. It was amazing. I plan to continue my treatments to enhance my sense of well-being. Don't suffer needlessly with discomfort and pain. Improve your quality of life. See for yourself and make an appointment by visiting the website IamDesignedToHeal.com. That's IamDesignedToHeal.com or you can call or text Dr. Alec at 239-322-3817. That's 322-3817. Visit IamDesignedToHeal.com for an amazing, one-of-a-kind, restorative experience. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host... Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse. Not only building a 44,000 square foot performing arts center in downtown Naples, going to be absolutely beautiful, but also bringing you professional New York style theater at its very best. And you can get tickets now by visiting the website, gulfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seat Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Now it's time to find out what's new with Boo, Boo Mortensen. Up in Madison, Wisconsin. Boo, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. And I have to tell you, I am definitely back up in the tundra for two reasons. The first one is it's cold. I mean, it's warm, and we've had wonderful warm days, even warmer than Naples, which is unusual. But the high today is 64. Oh, wow. The other observation I have going up north is there's almost like a, a dimmer switch on the on the sun and the and the in other words it's just not quite as uh it's a little shaded up in north compared to how it is down here on the paradise coast oh i i agree with you i think the sun in florida is almost blindingly white (laughs) and it never really gets that way here even when it's in the 90s but the other reason i could tell that i'm up here is you know we have a big porch outside And we don't have, like in a condo, you know, there's not screening or anything. It's just wide open. Mm. So I heard all this squawking yesterday. I go over to the patio and on the deck and on the railing, there is sitting a huge hawk. Huh. He is so big. When was the last time you saw a hawk? Well, I think I've seen them down here, but I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm, I'm not a great. Uh, I'm not sure what the word is for bird watcher, but <laughs> I can't identify. It's species- interesting to see, and all the other birds around here. Oh my God, they were dive bombing them. Birds were just screaming and yelling. I mean, they clearly did not like his presence. Uh, in their territory. So it was a little bit of Mother Nature up close. You know, it's kind of cool to watch these little tiny birds take after these big, big birds and attack them, kind of dive bomb. That I've seen that happen down here. It's kind of interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're spunky little guys, and they, uh, they're they defending their territory, I guess. It's really uh, interesting. Yeah. But the, the thought for the day is, or the question for the day is, what is Pence up to we haven't seen him he kind of went into hiding especially after january 6th uh trump's gone he's gone you still hear from trump you don't hear from pence now he's 
back on the road. He's, it seems like he's kind of building grassroots, grassroots support for himself. Huh. Yeah, he's could doing be. all these fundraisers uh, for more than a dozen candidates in key states. He's out there. I'm sure he's being solicited by the uh, candidates who are more rhinos and not necessarily make America great again uh, candidates. So uh, that would, I imagine, be his sweet spot if he's out fundraising. Uh, right now, Trump is just absolutely hitting the ball out of the park with his recommendations. We'll see how it goes in Pennsylvania today, which is going to be really interesting. But uh, yeah. Pens- uh, last count, uh, Trump, with his endorsements, was 58 to 1 of uh, positive outcomes versus negative. You know, I, I hear all of that, and yet he is such a lightning rod of, of discontent, of controversy. You know, he's, he's got the kind of personality that almost shoots himself in the foot. Yeah. He's his own worst enemy, and I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I'd be shocked if, this, if he is a front-runner, ultimately. Pence, now, I went, I went to see if Pence was ahead of DeSantis, and he is not. He's behind DeSantis. Yeah. No, DeSantis, DeSantis has been pretty clear. He would consider running if, in fact, uh, Trump decided not to. But most candidates are saying if Trump runs, it's his to win. Uh, I happen to be very supportive of Donald Trump. I think he was a great president. And in spite of all his warts and pimples and all the things, <laughs> I, I'm aware of all the uh, shortcomings. Yeah, all the shortcomings that you that you uh, point out, I, I know I, I see those, but it, nevertheless, I you know the question is is was the United States of America a better place to live under President Donald Trump? And I used to say, unequivocally, absolutely yes. I agree. I think you're right. I, I agree. It's it's uh, it's scary now. I mean, I it's you just but I don't know. We all you know. The country, if you look from the very beginning, it, there's always ebbs and flows and stops and starts. And, you know, now it's scary. The stock market is tanking. I mean, things are really uh, – everybody is unease, right. on edge, aggravated. It's almost like a collective low-grade aggravation well, the, the or maybe low-grade anxiety. Or anger. I mean, the uh, yeah. if you just take, I mean, how could you manage a situation any worse than this? We have a shortage of baby formula, and then we discover that uh, big plaques of uh, baby formula are being shipped down to the border for uh, illegal immigrants' babies. I mean, uh, this you oh, just you can't make really? that stuff. How how can you? That is so much in your face to the American public. And then you uh, you know the inflation taking a million acres of. Uh, uh, possible drilling uh, land out of uh, circulation for the possibility of drilling for oil. I mean, this guy is just absolutely not only doing things that accounted to the benefit of the United States, but doing it in a way that is offensive to people who are American uh, citizens. I agree. I, I totally, totally agree with you. And the scary thing is, we have three more years of this. Yeah. Three more years. That's, that is a long time. It is. Well, Boo, you know, I would ask you this. Uh, what is your opinion about Mike Pence getting out on the trail and doing what he's doing? Oh, I think he's positioning himself, uh, regardless of whether or not. Uh, does he want to position himself as, a, as the candidate, as the presidential candidate, or as a solid uh, um, vice presidential candidate? I don't know. I think he's he's out there. He's he's running for something. Starting, uh, or maybe uh, uh, maybe an ambassadorship, or you know, the s- secretary of state, whatever it might be. I will say this: I realize that the wheels of justice grind slow, but they grind fine. There's a lot of obstruction to finding out the truth. But I don't know if you've seen Two Thousand Mules, the Denise D'Souza no. new documentary. Well, I strongly encourage you and our listeners to uh, see Two. Uh, 2,000 mules. It raised a million dollars in revenue its first 11 hours in circulation after we came out. And it is proof positive that the election was stolen. And uh, if you you watch it, you'll see exactly how it was done. And uh, I think you'll agree that it was a very fair commentary on, on the election. My point is this. 
that this is all kind of transpiring very slowly. I would have hoped that all this information would have come out a lot sooner than it has. But ultimately, I'm not sure that it's going to be another three years for uh, for uh, Joe Biden. I think, first of all, when this new Congress gets into place, and I think we're going to see a red tsunami, then they, mm-hmm. the, we're going to start doing insp- uh, investigations on Hunter Biden and just a number of uh, issues. And then second of all, I think slowly but surely, this, is, uh, this uh, whole issue of the election integrity is going to get to court. And I think, think finally somebody will say, you know what? Uh, there was fraud here, and it's going to cre- create a constitutional crisis, but I don't think it was, it's going to result in, uh, in Biden being president for another three years. Really? <laughs> yes, I know. Probably not a popular opinion, but that, that's my assessment of the situation. And I uh, realize a lot of people don't agree with that. See, what doesn't get news in the mainstream media is all the things that are going on in Wisconsin, in Pennsylvania, and these uh, swing states where investigations are being completed and fraud is being uncovered slowly but surely in Georgia. I mean, it's, uh, and then you see 2000 mules. The proof is there. All it has to do is finally get into, get into court and finally find you know, for the justices to put on their big boy pants and actually deal with the situation. That's a hot potato. Yeah, it is. I mean, I mean nobody's even talking about Hunter Biden very much. I mean, <laughs> oh, I know. Really? I know, I know, Boo. But you know what? I really appreciate your bringing these issues to our attention. Boo Mortensen again up in Madison, Wisconsin, in communist Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 47 miles surrounded by reality. Yeah. Uh, Boo, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. All right. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with uh, Seton Modley, the founder and president of Less Government. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. School Choice is a growing movement, one that is already lifting thousands of kids across America and is now supported by three out of four voters. The Optima Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit, was founded to support the establishment and expansion of superior schools of choice. Optima's goal is the successful launch of Hillsdale College, classical academies, and other schools of excellence serving kindergarten through 12th grade. The mission is to train the minds and improve the hearts of young people through content-rich classical education in the liberal arts and sciences with instruction in the principles of moral character and civic virtue. A terrific product of the process, Naples Classical Academy opened this fall in a classical virtual school. Optima Classical Academy will open in 2022. Find out more by visiting OptimaEd.org. Help children in Florida optimize their education opportunities. Visit www.OptimaEd.org. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Choice Social. Choice Social is a new refreshing social networking platform, and you can find out more and download the app by visiting the website choicesocial.us. Coming up, we're going to visit with Linda Harden. Right now we have with us Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Seton. Tell us about Less Government. Yeah, you know, we exist to reduce the size, scope, and sphere of influence of government and 
fewer and fewer people do. Well, it's a big task, but a big mission. <laughs> a big mission. Hey, you write a really interesting piece about Dave Chappelle. He explains why stealing jokes ain't funny. Maybe you could tell us about it. Yeah, he he's put out a lot of Netflix specials lately. I can't remember. I think this was two or three years ago. But they a, a trend on the internet is to clip things from things, little snippets of video, right, and throw them up. And I, I, it reminded. I saw this little snippet, and it reminded me. I, I watched the entire special, the stand-up routine when it came out. But I, of course, forgotten that little segment. And what he said was, he was he started doing comedy when he was 14. So he was this little kid in these comedy clubs, and he'd been doing it about a year. He was 15. And this guy was full-grown, you know, as he says, grown blank man, said, I like this joke. I want to buy it from you for $50. And Chappelle says, well, man, I'd like to, but... I need to. I'm new. I need to accumulate as much material as I can, because the faster I accumulate material, the faster I'll get paid for my work. And the, and, the, and he said the, the the man stood up over me to show me how much bigger he was than yeah. I I was, and said, "Really, I can just." He did, and you know, Chappelle was scared. He was a kid. He didn't say anything. He just. The guy just stole his joke from him. Yeah, and I it it sounded so much like what goes on in D.C. with intellectual property it was unbelievable. Yeah, these little tiny inventors making cool stuff, and the government has set up policies that allow big companies to come in and steal their stuff. Yeah, so it's not even might makes right, which is of course wrong. It's the institutions of the country have institutionalized might makes right yeah. and set up systems and put in place laws that help them steal from the little guy. Yeah. The only and difference here is a, the only difference right. here is that uh, Dave, at least the guy offered to pay Dave <laughs> usually. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. And, you know, and of course, it's his property. He thought he wrote the joke. He, if he doesn't want to sell it, he doesn't have to. Yeah. And but you're right. At least, yeah, there was a cash offer at one point uh, for, the, for the joke. Yeah, the, uh, the systems are in place now, so nobody pays for intellectual property anymore. They yeah. just immediately go and use the system to steal it. Yeah. And like the, the, the Patent Trial and Appeal Board, I think... It's over 80% of the patents are overturned. Wow. That's just wrong. That is and, just wrong. You know, it, 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 it happens almost instantaneously after the patent office gave them the patent. <laughs> so the patent office gives them the patent. The big companies, Google, Facebook, especially, you know, obviously there's a lot of patent work in technology. And so a lot of big tech companies immediately file challenges at, at the patent office, at the patent trial and appeal board, immediately after the patent is issued, and they get overwhelmed, the, the inventor gets overwhelmed, costs about 400 grand to, for each challenge, and, and they'll, so they'll file multiple challenges against these little guys, and they just have to, they often just have to forfeit their patent, because they can't afford to defend it in the court, and they just gotten it issued, you know, six months, four months, a year prior same office is now forcing them to give it up. So, see, what's the solution to this? Because uh, we've talked about this in the past, and it's uh, it's uh, it's going to hurt the uh, creativity and ingenuity here in the United States and in inventing inventions and uh, and other opportunities for us to create new businesses. What's the solution? Well, you got well the PT, the patent trial and appeal board didn't exist until the awful 2011 America Invents Act. For 200 years, we had a patent system that was the envy of the planet. Um, and it was, there were, there were a couple of components in that stupid law. One of the forces creation of the PTAB board. The other, uh, one of the other bad aspects was they went from first to invent to first to file. Mm -hmm. Meaning if you invented it, you didn't necessarily get the patent. Hmm. That's, uh, that's just so wrong. See, by, you, par parenthetically, 
Uh, Dave Chappelle is a pretty funny guy. I, I just said uh, I've watched a couple of his things, and he's really, really good. But it does remind me of the old saying, you know, Dave Chappelle is like a 10-year over. In other words, he starts when he's 14. He develops all this material, stays with it, continues to follow his dream, and he ends up being uh, famous and uh, a great comedian. Uh, point That's is, right. a lot of folks just don't want to put their their shoulder to the wheel and make things happen. Do that if after ten years of toiling away like Dave Chappelle did, you start making money and everybody can steal what you're doing. Right, that's right. <laughs> because then you don't make any money, and why would you put in the ten years if you don't make any money when you finally succeed? That's exactly right. Well, you know what? Uh, and another saying on the old: the ideas are a dime a dozen. It's but in, in some cases, it's doing the hard work in order to make things happen that that really pays off. So. Uh, my guess is if that guy ended up buying the joke, he probably wouldn't be funny if he told it anyhow. So. Well, uh, he, he remembers the guy. He doesn't say his name, and he doesn't say he's a famous comedian, which means he was too busy telling jokes to write any good ones yeah. and didn't make it and didn't make it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Seton Motley, again, the founder and president of Less Government. I encourage you to visit the website, lessgovernment.org, lessgovernment.org. You can also visit Less Government on Facebook. I always appreciate your commentary here in the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, sir. My pleasure, indeed. All right, we're going to visit with uh, Linda Harden. Linda's my wife, of course, and uh, also really well-informed. She does a lot of social media, so she gets a lot of information that usually breaks a couple of days before we find it on the news. So I look forward to a conversation with her, that and more, right here on the Bob Harden Show on the uh, Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Lyndon and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate courtyard garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean dining room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit blueprovencenaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's blueprovencenaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. We have with us Linda Harden. She used to write Greetings from Paradise. I think she's maybe retired from that position right now. Does a lot of social media, though, and finds out things uh, way before I do on what's happening around the world. Linda, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Hey, I understand there's some breaking news on what's happening with uh, with Twitter. Twitter is just a hoot. I mean, what's going on with Twitter is amazing. Elon <coughs> Musk, uh, as everyone probably knows by now, uh, made an offer to, to buy it for $44 billion a few weeks ago, and and now he's um, questioning how much of Twitter is real. really real. 
and and so um, the 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 Twitter exchange between him and the CEO Twitter yesterday was well, and I don't know if, how many of your listeners know anything about this, but but on social media, um, there are verified people who are actually verified people who are on these social media sites, and there are also a lot of fake accounts. Bots. Yeah, well, fake accounts, bots, um, uh, like Pete Hegseth was saying the other morning on, on Fox that, that he's on Twitter, but there are also like six other Pete Hegseths on Twitter mm-hmm. that just try to get attention. And that's why the little check mark is by your name, so you can actually be verified that it's your, your you. Anyway, so um, there's always been this rumor that, um, that, there have been, that Twitter ha- has a lot of fake accounts, a lot. And the CEO of Twitter yesterday said, no, 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 no. It's only like 5%. It's not that many. No, and, and to, and to um, that, I showed you the, the tweet exchange between the CEO of Twitter and, and, and Elon Musk. And Elon Musk didn't even say a word to, to the CEO. He just put this little email, which indicated it was a pile of BS. Right. And so now Elon Musk is saying, well, you know what? Until we get the real story about how, how much of this Twitter thing is real... Um, I'm going to put a pause on my purchase of it. So, um, and Steve Bannon, by the way, on, on Bannon's War Room predicted all of this. He says, yeah, Twitter is just garbage and, and whatever, and, and Elon Musk needs to back off of this well, here's and, a, force, here's, and force the price down, <clears throat> yeah, here's which a, he did. Yeah, here's the problem. Uh, right now, it's, a, it's an echo chamber. Twitter's an echo chamber because they won't, won't allow, quote-unquote, fake news or false news or whatever. In other words, the only thing they, they, wanted, they, the only they allow exactly. on there is, is, is uh, information that is supported by the left. So the consequence is they, they, they're not exposed at all to different opinions. There's no discourse going on on what's happening with the news in the world. It's simply uh, left-wing uh, Promotion. promotions. So the consequence is that... Uh, uh, there's a problem there. It is not the town square. It's just the left's town square is what it is. Well, l- let me just say this about that, is that Project Veritas had a big reveal last night. They went undercover at Twitter, and oh, by the way, guess what? One of their t- chief chief officers says, we don't believe in free speech. We never did. It's yeah. all, it's, we're all, uh, uh, we're, it's all communist-oriented, which absolutely blew up last night. I mean, yeah. everybody was, was, um, you know, James O'Keefe was saying, tweet this out, get this information out. Well, I wish I could have, but I, of course I've been banned from Twitter twice. <laughs> yeah. So, so I put it out as many places as I could, but that's remarkable that they got this, that this guy actually admitted what Elon Musk has been saying all along that, that, um, that Twitter doesn't believe in free speech. Well, it couldn't be more obvious. I mean, they're, they're just they just watch their behavior. You know, I, I, what you're doing it speaks so loudly. I can't hear a word you're saying. Well, type you of know thing. what? It's it's just one more example of what the left does. Anything yeah. anything to do with the left, they all lie. They just lie. They say one thing and do another. It's all hypocrisy and lie. By the way, I, I am compelled to say this. Not everybody on the left is like that. It's the people who are in charge. It's the orchestrated effort on the part of the left that is uh, professional politicians and uh, prof- the people that are paid. T- to me, uh, it's it's a small minority. It's a small group of people who believe this nonsense. I can't believe that 38% of the people actually believe that Joe Biden is a reasonable president of the United States. Well, there. I mean, I showed you the, uh, his his Twitter feed that that forty two million of his followers on on uh, on Twitter are, are fake. That's right. I'd forgotten about that. So he, <laughs> even he has bots. Well, this is not an un, uh, it's not unusual for uh, bots and uh, computers and uh, fake uh, people to show up on uh, these types of programs. So. I, I, but right now, what's happened to the price of the stock f- for Twitter? It's just plummeted. It's cratered, hasn't it? It's cratered, and, and it's probably going to go down more today because anything anything that happens about um, Twitter, Elon Musk said this morning, yeah, I don't, you know, I'm I'm not so sure I want to go through with this. Meanwhile, the Twitter board is going, oh, yeah, yeah, we want you, we want you. Yeah. And, and God bless Donald Trump because uh, um, Elon Musk said, well, uh, if I buy this, I'll welcome Donald Trump back onto Twitter and, and, and Trump said, uh-uh, I have zero interest. I've got my own social media platform and it's, it's absolutely exploding and it's great. And, and, 
And by on, the way, on the other hand, though, Trump is basically encouraging uh, Elon Musk and saying, "I hope you get get it. And I hope it's highly successful." So again, but you're paying. But he said he said to Elon Musk, "You're paying way too much for it. Yeah, way too much for it." And and um, the, I have to believe that the that the board of directors at Twitter are running around with their hair on fires going, what on earth are we going to do now? See, all that's happened uh, basically is this through this exchange is that they're starting to peel back the onion on what's happening at Twitter and they're un- revealing lots of bad information about the Twitter business. Well, and, and all about big tech, by the way, because big tech is all, all based on this Facebook and, and all this all these big companies, uh, Google, they're all left-leaning organizations. I mean, liberal left so far that they're almost falling off the radar screen. They're so far left. Yeah. Well, good news uh, for our listeners. I mentioned it early in the show, but 2,000 Mules, it's a must-see. You can go to, uh, what is the website? 2,000mules.com. Dot com, I think, is the website. Yeah, but now you can you can get it for free if you go there. If you go to Dinesh D'Souza's site, he's also putting it in four hundred more theaters. It's going back into theaters because of the large demand for it. Yeah, and, and which is, is huge. Something to the effect of three hundred eighty thousand false fake votes by carried in by mules dealing with non governmental organization NGOs. Uh, the, the, the mules would stop by, pick up ballots, take them to different ballot boxes, and stuff them. Uh, and it's all on tape, by the way. They've actually got, can identify some of the people. It's amazing. Yeah, and there's and there's more coming out. I mean, it's it's just it, and it's it's funny how the 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 media, even Fox, will not touch it, will not touch it at all. Yeah. So I, I mean, I know that the American people probably don't have an appetite for some sort of constitutional crisis like uh, Biden being proven that he is a illegitimate president. But I think ultimately after all the obstruction on the left and all the things that are going on, it's all currently being revealed slowly, but surely this 2000 mules is an important part of that. Of course, the dominion machines, once that information comes out, then I think sooner or later, this is going to get to court. And I believe, uh, it'll be a constitutional crisis, but I believe this, this president will be, you know, Biden will be, uh, he is illeg- it'll be proven that he's illegitimate. Uh, it's it's just so amazing what's going on. I you know, Bannon was predicting this was going to happen, um, which was which has been amazing. All these elections that are are going on right now are being amazing to watch because people are coming out in droves to vote because they don't want to, their votes to be stolen any longer, and the word's getting out and the and the left. I mean, think about what what the left is doing to try and distract from from all this stuff. The baby formula thing, the the um, the the vast amounts of money that are is going to Ukraine when the when I don't I don't know about anybody else, but I have been I have been dogging uh, Kevin McCarthy on social media in addition to Lee Stefanik and all these other people who voted to send $40 billion of our tax money to the Ukraine while the United States is struggling in yeah. so many ways. Well, it's not a fait accompli, yes, because uh, now they've simply taken out a cloture so they can actually vote or have a, have a debate about it. So hopefully uh, we'll have some people stand up and say, no, we think we could use that $40 billion. First of all, we don't have $40 billion because <laughs> we're broke. But second of all, we could use it to have it a better use by taking it to our border and solving some of the other problems. And how about starting up, uh, sending troops to Somalia? What is that all about? Well, just getting back to Ukraine for just a second. I, I, God bless Rand Paul for standing up and, and, yep. and putting a stopgap in last week that they couldn't just rush this thing through. And I read you the names of the 11 senators that, that are voting against it um, so far, too. They're, they're heroes. And... Um, I, I think I think that people are finally recognizing that. Well, I think that the Congress, at least some of them, are realizing that the United States public is not stupid, and and that they just can't get away with everything. No, that's absolutely right, Linda Harden. Again, always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Always so interesting and informative. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly did and learned a lot. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to visit with Bob Levy. Chairman of the Cato Institute will also visit with Andrew Joppa, professor and author of Josephus of Oz. Always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com, bobharden at hotmail.com. Also, if you enjoy the show, please tell your friends. That's uh, one of the ways that we can uh, support the ongoing effort to providing entertainment and uh, news 
committed to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. Thanks so much for listening to the Bob Harton Show on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharton.com.